Let's see how we do. If you've got to cheat, you can look at your Bible, but try not to. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leaves me besides... <laughs> I'm looking at you guys, and I'm not thinking about what I have to say. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will be with me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Forever. Pretty close. Man, I practiced so hard. All right. We're going to look at today. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Let's commit that to prayer. Obviously, we need to do that first. Lord God, we thank you for your word. It is so perfect. It is alive. It is unexhaustive, whatever that word is. We just... Um, we could study it forever and always learn new things about you. And we're so thankful for that. As we consider this morning uh, the paths of righteousness that our shepherd leads us for his name's sake. Help us to understand what that means, to put it into practice in life. But Lord, may it just grow, help us to draw closer to you and to love you and to be yours. We thank you for this time and we ask you to bless it now in Jesus' name. So I'm taking this, ver- this part of the verse, and I see it as almost like a, like a sandwich. We're breaking it into three little parts. Um, we have, he leads me in the path of righteousness and for his namesake. We take each one of those and study them individually, and then we put it all back together like a sandwich or whatever you want to call it. We're going to understand this a little bit better. I believe it begins with not three words, but three beautiful words. He leads me. You can meditate on that forever and be, and be overwhelmed and full. He leads me. He is the first word. It is the shepherd who is the key to the whole thing. He leads me. It's personal and it's intimate. There is no other. There's no proxy. There's no... Other thing, you know, I was struggling just so, you know, to put this together because you can get off on so many tangents and under shepherds and the Holy Spirit and all kinds of things. But in the context of this, it's all under Jesus. So he is the one who leads us. It is personal. He is the one that we follow. In that, there should be a source of comfort and security in the paths ahead. When you have confidence in who's leading you, there's no worry in the path. You may not know what's ahead, but if you are confident in who's leading you, then you have no worry, fear. You trust and you step out. It's very hard, especially many of us probably experience this in the workplace. There's a boss, but not really trusting his leadership. In the military, they got to do what they're told, but sometimes they know that that captain is not the sharpest stick, but they have to do what they're told, and they go out in in fear and trepidation. There's all kinds of leaders in this world 
and in our lives that we have to do what they say, but man, sometimes it's like, I don't know about this one. (laughs) I don't know about this one. But that's not so with Jesus. That's not so with Jesus. There is the ability to, to, in comfort and in peace, step out to where he leads. And he says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you are absolutely convicted and trusting in following Jesus, the shepherd, and what we're about to look at now in the paths of righteousness, but in all things, in all things, you can trust that where he walks is light. Light being purity, light being goodness. Isn't that what righteousness is? We're going to look at that in a minute. Goodness. That's where he leads. There is no darkness. There's only darkness away from him. There is only darkness away from him. But with him, there is only light. There is only light. He is the one who leads. And we can trust him because he's the one who's walked the path. It was Jesus who walked on this earth in righteousness and purity and absolute obedience to God. It was Jesus. So when we trust him and follow him, we know the path we're taking, even though it's unknown. But we know it's going to turn out for good because everything that Jesus does is good and everywhere he leads us is good. No matter how hard it may be right now, no matter how hard it may turn out to be, in Jesus there is light. So we trust the idea of being led, it's not easy. You know, there's, there's, there's just a, a natural inclination to us just kind of want to go our way. It's, it's normal. It's natural. But to be led requires submission. I have to submit to the one that I'm trusting to lead. Will I go the way he leads? Or will I try and make him go my way? Am I trusting him to follow his way or am I trying to make him go mine? Am I obedient? Am I humble? I I know me like personally, I I just find, I think about this sometimes, I I just so easily distracted on the path. So easily distracted on the path. I I know this is not a perfect analogy, but I was thinking of like what it's like walking a dog in the woods. You know, as long as everything's good, he's by your side and he's happy and he's wagging his tail. I'm walking with my master. This is so great. This is so great. And it's like, don't, don't, don't. This is great. Don't, don't. Nothing's better. Squirrel. Right? There's all kinds of dogs at that moment. There's a dog that before you know there's a squirrel, he's gone. He's in the bush chasing that squirrel. And you're calling and whistling and waving treats and he's not coming back. He's, he's chasing what he wants and he will not obey. Eventually he'll come back because he knows you're where he gets his meal. But in that moment, before you can even say anything, he's gone. There's the one where you see the squirrel and you know what he's going to do and you can grab him, but it's this, right? Come on, come on, stop, stop, stop. You're holding on, you're holding on. There's that dog. He wants to go. If you let go, he's gone. But if you catch him quick enough, he'll, he'll, he'll eventually calm down. There's the dog that sees a squirrel and freezes. He knows he can't go until you say go, but man, he's fixed on that squirrel. He wants that squirrel. 
He's trained enough not to go, but when you're going, come on, let's go, come on, let's go, he's not going. He's fixed on that squirrel. Eventually, when the squirrel's out of sight, he'll give up and go, but man, he's fixed on that squirrel. And then there's the dog, when you say no, come on, let's go, he just ignores it and he keeps going. What kind of dog are you? What kind of dog are you? I think we're all a little bit of, I think we're all a little bit of all of them, aren't we? There's things that just are pleasing to the eye, and we jump on it, and then we figure Jesus will clean it up later. But the idea, if we really are walking with our path, with our, our shepherd and being led by him, we don't follow anything until he tells us to go. It's his path and his path only. And this could be the way we respond to things, could be the things we say, could be the, the things we do. There's a lot of things that fall into this, this paths of righteousness. But it, it kind of, it's just, it's just wonderful uh, to know that the way he's going to lead is always the right way. It's always the way of light. Now this phrase, paths of righteousness, is an interesting phrase because I do not think it's speaking of a path to righteousness, because he is the path to righteousness. It's paths of righteousness. But the word, when we break it down in its little translation, means more like a trail. Not trails, a trail. So why is it translated this way? What, what, is, what is the psalmist trying to tell us? I think what he's saying is, this is not the destination to a point, but all walks, every way, every day, is the path of righteousness. How you endure, how you get through. It's how you're on the trail. It's not the trail itself. That's why it's paths, because there's so many things that happen in life every day, and every one of them requires us to follow Him in righteousness. It's our daily living. It's our situations. It's, it's our opportunities, and it's our offenses, being offended even, how we respond to them. All these things fall into this path of, of conduct, right? Because that's really what righteousness is. It, it's, it's easily defined, but not easy to define. It's one of those words sometimes people say, what does it mean? And you say, well, I know what it means, but what does it mean? Well, in its simplest term, it's moral goodness. <clears throat> that's why God is a righteous God. He only does good. God can't sin. God can't do anything wrong. And it's the way we walk. It's the way we think. It's the things we look at. It's the things we listen to. It's the way we talk to people. It's the way we think about people. It's the time we commit to Him. It's the time when we have opportunities to minister and serve, but we're selfish. Which way do you go? Are you righteous? Because then it's an abandonment of self. It's being like God. It's following him in every way and doing things the way he does them. Why do we need him to lead us in the path of righteousness? Well, I think this is one of the, the challenges for many people when they become Christians, right? We all know that there is none who does good, right? That's the whole gospel message. There is none who does good, but in Christ, you can be found righteous in his righteousness and be justified because he is good and we are covered by him. I think one of the mistakes we make is we realize we read the Gospels and we hear the good news and we go, you know what, I'm not good. 
I can't stand before God, so I'm going to come to God in Christ. But then we think in that moment that now we're good. You're not. You're, this, you're kind of the same. You've got to be retrained. You've got to learn. And that's why he leads us on the paths of righteousness. He's retraining us to be like him. If you just think everything you think now is good because you're a Christian, without changing the way you think, and you're the same thing, you're not righteous at all. You're covered by his righteousness, but you're not in conduct righteous. What Christ wants for us is to lead us into his way of doing things, his way of thinking, his way of speaking, his way of acting. So we're on this path. James even said in chapter 1, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. It's not in our conduct and our behavior. Even once you accept Christ as Savior, there's still a change that has to take place. And so he leads us on paths of righteousness through all situations. This shepherd, his intent is to lead us away from the habits, the behavior, the language, all that is not righteous, and get us to where he is. I, I love the way the psalm kind of builds up, by the way. It's almost like I recognize he's my shepherd, so now I no longer want. And, and lying down in green pastures and leading me beside the still waters and then restoring my soul, now I'm prepared to walk the paths of righteousness. He's prepped me. He's restored me. He's satisfied me. He's filled me with his goodness. And now he sends me out in the paths of righteousness. In the, uh, in the book we were talking about, the, the Keller book, the shepherd's uh, look at, at Psalm 23, one of the things he talks about in, the, in this passage is the shepherd actually has to move the sheep around because if they stay in one spot too long, they, they ruin the grass and they'll eat the grub, they're just the roots, everything, and, and it's very unhealthy for them. So there's a reason why shepherds move the sheep around. So they keep getting fresh grass and let where they ate get restored. If they stay in one place, they'll just ruin it until they get sick and die. They just don't know any better. So Jesus' plan for us is to move us. That's another reason why I think the word paths is there. There's a progress that has to be taken place in the believer's life. So we need to be led away. Not just what's around us, but in us. In Psalm 5, verse 8, the psalmist says, Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. The psalmist knows that there's no way he can get through his circumstance unless God leads him in God's way of handling it. There's no way to handle any situation unless God leads you in his way of handling it. Make your way straight before me. God, how do you handle this? Am I tempted? Well, you tell me to walk away. Am I offended? You tell me to show grace. It goes on and on and on. The path of righteousness that God leads us. We need to seek God like that psalmist. God, God, lead me. The Lord says this in Isaiah 42, verse 16. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. 
In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. That's our shepherd. He will lead us. You have to realize, I have to realize, that in God's way of looking at things, we're just blind. And we need to be led. But to be led requires humility and submission and trust and a a searching for God's way. Not just assuming that my way is the right way because I'm in Christ, but I have to seek him. But the way God is, the things that he does, he says right here, these are the things I do. You know why it says in past that they have not known I will guide them? Because we don't know the past of righteousness. It's not inherent in our nature to walk that way. We need Christ and God to lead us in that way. We have to trust him to do things his way. But that's who the shepherd is. There are so many philosophies and religions and Tony Robbins and every kind of nonsense about finding happiness and joy and all these things. But we know Jesus is the only way. And Jesus is the only way because Jesus walked it himself. And Jesus doesn't say, hey, go do that and you'll be happy. Jesus says, follow me. Follow me. He leads it. He's done it. He's on it. And he will never leave or forsake us. There's nothing out there outside of him that offers any hope, any resolution, any peace. It's only in him and his way. Now, the last half of the sandwich. And I think it's dangerous when when a preacher says that, by the way. Be, Be very careful, but for his name's sake is the most important part. We start out with three beautiful words. He leads me, but it ends with four most beautiful words. For his name's sake. Because you know what else is done for his name's sake? Everything. It's everything. This is just a piece. This is, this is a way to show who he is. Why is it for his name's sake? The name speaks of what's thought of when the name is heard, right? What's, what's the reputation of God? What do people know of God when they hear his name? If it's by you or me, do they think a glorious, wonderful God or not? Because if he's leading us in the path of righteousness, it's so that everyone who hears the name of God Jesus knows who he is the way we do. That's why we're in the path of righteousness. He is glorified, glorified, when we replicate his morality, his goodness. When others see his goodness in us, his name is glorified. When a person is called by God's name, Christian, God's reputation matters to him. Look at how many times in the Bible, just do like a word search, or if you have like an app, just do a phrase, his namesake. Look up how many times it's mentioned in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, especially in the Psalms. There are so many things that are asked and proclaimed or commanded by God for his name's sake. God deserves, he deserves 
to be glorified. He deserves to be glorified. He deserves that everyone who follows him, trusts in Jesus, is called by that name, glorifies him. This includes acts of justice, mercy, grace, peace, kindness, charity, generosity, and it's also the inside. It's our eyes. It's our thoughts. It's our tongue. Because there's nothing hidden from Him. (laughs) For His namesake, may it be all things that we do. Listen, there are abundant blessings that come upon us when we walk the path of righteousness. We just have a better life. We have more peace. Our our problems become resolved and, and our struggles become joy because of the way that we go through it. But in the end, it's not about us. We like to make life about us and everything about us. But for us as believers, everything is now for His namesake. Everything. The fundamental selfless conditions of the Christian is for others. to Think of others more than ourselves and for God to be glorified. That's the life that we live now. Listen, others are blessed when we walk as they see the goodness of God and they get impacted by it. It's not just the internal heart, but it's the external actions. Every moment is an opportunity for someone to see who God is. And he expects us to reflect his righteousness so that others who do not know him see it. And listen, this is God. When I seek recognition for what I do, it's a sin. But God deserves to be recognized for who he is. For he is the one. It's glorification. So our walk, our journey, our path, as led by Him, I'll say if led by Him, when goodness follows me all the days of my life, inevitably points all glory to Him. I don't want to lose anything of the blessings that the psalm shares for us when Christ is our shepherd, but let us not miss the opportunity it is for all to see the wonder and the glory and the splendor of our Lord. Let's close in prayer. Loving God, thank you again for our shepherd. We are humbly before you, Lord, in recognition and understanding and humility that we are not righteous, but he is. And we know that we only come before you now because of his righteousness. And we're so very thankful that you've bestowed that upon us through faith. You've taken away the burden of earning righteousness because we can't. And as we now experience all things in life, may we realize it's a path of righteousness. 
that we, we think and we talk and we act and we prioritize all things so that you are glorified. We're so very thankful for our shepherd who leads us, who has not abandoned us, who has not told us to go figure this out, but he walks with us and he leads us and he protects us and he guides us. Thank you so much for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we praise you in his name. Amen. Lord bless you. Have a wonderful week.